0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast that covers everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show at HEFpod. Follow us on Facebook, facebook Facebook.com/slash h-e-f Pot, so we have a special interview uh kind of taking a look at what happened in Strasbourg for like one uh, nadine peter uh, a journalist that covers the eintracht and, and i thought that it would be a good idea to bring in someone who was there on the scene so without further ado let's kick it over to my interview with nadine For an extra special, and now for an extra special bit on Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, we uh, take a look at what's been going on uh, as Eintracht Frankfurt took on Strasbourg, a person who was there on the scene, and you might see her from her work in social media. It's Nadine Peter. Hello, Nadine. How are you?
1: Hello. Uh, for me, it's uh, morning, so good morning. <laughs> and uh, I just came back a few hours ago from Strasbourg. And, yeah, I'm a bit tired, and I think the players yesterday were also.
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, when you have to continue goals like that, uh, one can only think something was amiss. But that being said, let's kind of get to it, uh, Nadine. Uh, Eintracht took on a Strasbourg thinking that, you know, uh, the the kind of success that they had had in the previous rounds of qualification, it seemed like they were coming in with a little bit of overconfidence, something that kind of – they they just turned out to be lackluster. It seemed that in the first half, when we talked about it off air, that uh, the Eintracht uh, just wasn't themselves – and it was not just one player, but it was the majority of
1: the team. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that they have hadn't the motivation um, and the power they had against Hoffenheim on Sunday, and I don't know why it was this way, because everybody warned them that Strasbourg isn't easy to play. Um, Kevin Trapp played against them uh, in his time in Paris, and he warned that they are very aggressive. That they can play football, and yeah, I I am not sure why it didn't work because uh, they were warned and they they knew that Strasbourg uh, will also get in the group stages and they will be motivated and that the fans of Strasbourg are very very loud and very good. It was the atmosphere was fantastic, and um, I I have no idea why the players get didn't get that on the pitch and it was for me a bit of yeah it, I was it was frustrating for me because you didn't see in the first half that they are willing to change anything and for me I'm, I'm no fan to to say it it depended on one player but in the first half for me Anto Rebic uh, wasn't wasn't good enough for Anto Frankfurt and that was, um, yeah, it's it's a difficult uh, situation because um, Eintracht Frankfurt needs players like Ante Rebic, but in uh, the way he played yesterday, he is a uh, high risk. And um, for the rest of the team, it's kind of frustrating to have someone like him in the team. And um, you just have the feeling that you play 10 against 11 because Rebic isn't on the pitch (laughs) so yeah it's it's a difficult situation and uh, I'm yeah we'll see uh, how they will um, get it done in Leipzig on uh, Sunday they have only two days left to yeah nearly forget what happened yesterday in Strasbourg and to be focused on the next uh, important and uh, not easy match in Leipzig
0: one thing that I definitely kind of want to touch on is how the team definitely kind of stabilized in the second half uh coming on for Gasinovic and Paciencia on for Reykjavik. Um Do you find that when, um, when Rejvic is underperforming uh, for the Eintracht and you know the opportunity is then presented to, say, a Paciencia or Jovetic, Um, Have you seen from the preseason and the uh, previous rounds of the Europa-Pokal, have you found that there is at least some positivity that then comes from the bench, or is Eintracht really kind of putting all of its chips uh, into Ante Rebic's cap, and if it's not working, that uh, Eintracht then is failing?
1: Uh, as we saw yesterday, the second half was better than the first, and without antirib, it was better. So um for me, it's a positive thing that paciencia uh, came in and had more um actions than Ri had in the last forty five minutes. So this is a positive positive thing thing also it is positive that uh, the Ichikamada is, um, yeah, he came back very strong uh, from Belgium and I didn't expect him to play like this. So he is a very technical uh, player and he knows uh, how, to, how to score. And this is a positive thing. And in the second half, I saw that um, the duo Paciencia and Kamada um, are very good together. And also Sebastian Rode, when he came in, was better than Casino, which was before, so that was okay. But for me, it wasn't good enough um, because we are well, Eintracht is. F- yeah, it, it feels like they are in the middle of the season because they had five or six uh, important matches before and have the next important match on Sunday. So there is no time um, to to f- um, to find as a team together. They have to. Have to be. Um, I'm sorry. Can I start again? <laughs> uh, yeah. They they have to um, be at one hundred percent now, and they weren't yesterday. So everyone told, uh, everyone said before that um, the match in Strasbourg is so far the most important match, and until. The end of the match, I had, had the feeling that the team was were interested in what the coach said before. So for them, it, it doesn't felt like it is the most important match. They didn't play like it is the most important match. And that's the thing I am afraid of because um, it's so early in the season and they are so tired or they seem so tired. Uh, so, so far, and that's that's not a good thing. And um Rebic, I'm not sure if he will stay in Frankfurt or maybe he will leave in the next days. And uh, nobody knows. I talked to Bruno Hübner uh, after the match, and he told me that he also doesn't know what uh, uh, what way Ante Rybic will go. But that is very very difficult for Eintracht because they really, really need a good forward. Or I think they need two good forwards. So um, for now, they aren't good enough um, in the offensive. And I have no idea who will follow up and what will happen when Anto Rebic leave the club. If they have someone they can present and they here is our new Ante Rybic. Um I'm not sure because they didn't get it done to... Find someone like uh, like Juvic and Alea so far, and the time is running. They have only seven days left to sign new players, and I'm afraid that yeah they won't find uh, good forwards, and this is uh, not a good thing.
0: Totally agree with you. The fact that you know trying to find that right attacking forward can be so difficult of a job. I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, the big wigs of the uh, the Bundesliga in Bayern Munich, I mean, uh, they are constantly trying to look for a guy who can possibly okay. back up uh, <laughs> Lewandowski. And yet, you know, uh, the only backup that they can find for Lewandowski as Lew- is uh, Robert Lewandowski himself because he refuses to let, you know, anyone share the limelight. Something that... Uh, You kind of touched on some of the kind of transfer rumors that have been kind of out there. Bas Dost, the Dutch international forward, currently still with Sporting in Lisbon, uh, has not made the move to the Eintracht. Um, This was, oh shoot, it was about, it seems forever ago that it was considered nearly a done deal. And all we've been hearing is rumors of, oh, the player is saying that the club isn't letting, he wants to have a greater cut of the transfer fee. You know, I mean, there seems to be all sorts of shenanigans about his possible transfer to the Eintracht. Is this him parlaying, just basically buying himself time to see, oh, am I going to be playing in the Europa League or not? If I'm not with the Eintracht, you know, I can just stay here in Portugal, uh, score the goals, they'll forgive me eventually. Or. Does he returned to the Bundesliga with a team in the Europa League. I think for him, for an ego boost as someone at age 30, I think that he very much wants to make sure that if he is going to the Eintracht, he is coming to uh, Eintracht playing in the Europa-Pokal as opposed to uh, just the Bundesliga.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I, I think this is uh, the most important thing for him. It's not the money, it's the fact that um, if Eintracht plays Europe League or not and that's for the club uh, yeah it's very difficult because if just waits until next Thursday when we have the decision if Eintracht uh, will make it uh, through the group stages or not um it's too late it's far too late they have then, I think, 36 hours left or something like that to sign new players. And um, just imagine that they will lose against Strasbourg next week or just play... Uh, uh, yeah, they, they lose and they will uh, not get in the group stages. And then Ante leaves, Bastos won't come, and then you will start in the... Uh, you you go with uh, Paciencia and Juvelic. And that's not good. <laughs> that's a, a horrible uh, scenario. So they need, for, for me, they need two good forwards. And they need a player like Aler was, a physical strong player, a tall player who can score also with the hat. Uh, but they need someone like you, which was a, um, a box player who just... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes stand there and just scores, and you will ditch, uh the young servant If guy. only get,
0: if only uh, imitations of Get Muller were just lying around, just waiting to be snapped up.
1: Sorry, can can you? <laughs> if,
0: if if only if only uh, there was a Get Muller just lying yeah. in wait uh, in the youth <laughs> ranks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I I have I'm I'm really afraid that um, Bruno Hübner and Friz Bobic <sighs> made some mistakes in the last weeks because I think Bastos wasn't their first forward they wanted to sign and now also this deal yeah it's possible that they that the deal um, uh, crashes so. It's, it's difficult because um, I, I think that the young German guy, uh, Dejan Juvelic, he's a very, very good player, but he doesn't know the Bundesliga so far. And he is very young. I think he's 19 or something like that. And you can't t- say to him, hey, you're the new Luka Jovic. That doesn't work. He needs time. He, he needs to get to know the Bundesliga. And then maybe next or in two years, He is uh, ready to uh, be the next Luka Jovic, but not now. And um, yeah, I have no idea how Bobic and Hübner are going to solve this problem. Because Bastost uh, will say, I'm waiting until next Thursday, um, and then I know if Eintracht plays international or not. And that's. I'm lucky that I'm not Freddy Bobic right now. So, there's been
0: links to a former Eintracht player. When I say former, he was uh, he played a few moments for the Eintracht, uh, then went uh, back east to Tarkai to play in a few uh, clubs there, uh, Besik just being the big one. Uh, Sig Tosun, I mean, is he, was he ever considered, in your opinion, to be someone that they could uh go after that would come to the Eintracht with or without uh european football
1: yeah um i have after my information the um that uh, it was so that toson talked to Hübner, bobic and hitter and that the conversations uh were quite good and i have no idea why he didn't sign him Because he's a guy who comes uh, from, not directly Frankfurt, but he's grown up in uh, a that's pretty near to Frankfurt. Um, Frankfurt is his home and I think that he would come to Frankfurt um, no matter if they are playing Europe League or not. But I have no information about why this deal didn't work so far, maybe maybe, and we know all that Eintracht uh, and Freddy Bobic um, are good for surprises. (laughs) Maybe he will, uh, uh, Bobic will present Tosum as a new striker. But the information I have, the last days, they hadn't contact. So I'm not sure why they didn't sign him. Um, I think he would fit perfectly to Frankfurt, not just because he's home here, um, he's he a player who would fit very good in the um, system that Adi Hütter plays with Eintracht. Um, I think he would be a good uh, player for Frankfurt, um, but I have no information why he isn't here. <laughs>
0: Well, Shucks, maybe this is just a vague guess. I think some English teams were probably, uh, a certain English team that currently pays his wages probably was thinking, oh, we'd like to recoup a little bit more than what we originally, you know, a little bit of what we originally paid for, because it does seem that he is very much on the outside looking in. Uh, I I think that with kind of, the time that we do have with you. Um one thing that I kind of want to uh touch on is the mat- match experience in Strasbourg itself. Now, we had uh the uh, we had Glenn on in our most recent podcast and uh, he is a vlogger who uh co- who has his own website that can- and uh Twitter that covers Strasbourg in English. Okay. And he said that he very much uh, expected they kind of think of Strasbourg as a German light in terms of what is found in La in League One. What, how, what did you find of the match day experience itself? Because uh, I had a, I because I came away despite the fact that I was a little bit on the frustrated side uh, I came away with a mindset that you know this is like if we went to a place like Freiburg uh, in terms of atmosphere or if you went to dare I even say Mainz in terms of atmosphere I was quite impressed by what what Eintracht took away uh, from Strasbourg in terms of the atmosphere that was brought by not just uh, the away fans
1: for me uh, the atmosphere in the stadium yesterday was amazing i knew that the Strasbourg fans are similar to, in some way to the frankfurt fans and uh, but i didn't expect that they are so loud <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't talk i couldn't talk to my colleague who was sitting next to me because it was too loud i couldn't understand him uh, but i i love something like that they the, the, the supporters were very, very uh, yeah, passionate, and it's it was from the atmosphere a perfect soccer match, a really perfect soccer match. I com- I can compare it to the atmosphere that was in Frankfurt when Chelsea played against Frankfurt. So oh. loud <laughs> was it, and the stadium is much smaller than Frankfurt. It's uh, I think uh, twenty thousand people has been there but they were so loud and it was uh, an amazing atmosphere and in this aspect I I love Andrew Frankfurt you know um, (laughs) but um, the the supporters of Strasbourg um, I was happy for them because they had for them or for many uh, of them it was the match of their lives I talked to a French fan before the match and he told me for them it feels like it's a final because they are the underdog, and Frankfurt uh, is the big club from Germany, and they are the small club in, Fran- in France uh, who played in the, f- I think, in the fourth league three years ago. So um, they are the underdog, and it's, it was a very big thing for them that Frankfurt played in Strasbourg, and they were so proud. And um, so I. I had some sympathies <laughs> to the Strasbourg supporters because they were very good and very um, yeah, they are very um, um, nice to the Frankfurt fans. Before the match there, everything was, was fine. Um, and also the Frankfurt fans uh, made some sightseeing in Strasbourg, which is a pretty city, a really, really nice city with good food and uh, nice places to take some photos. And so, and the Frankfurt supporters uh, land a a small boat and um, were on the river and singing their songs. And so, and that was a nice and very um, lovely atmosphere. And in the stadium for me, it was the perfect soccer atmosphere, yeah.
0: Awesome. Sounds like a really fun t- fun timeout uh, yeah. considering uh, the kind of atmospheres that Eintracht has seen when it does come to the away matches. Crickets in Marseille, uh, a very empty stadium, more like a library when it comes to Rome, uh, not even getting to get to Donetsk, uh, half-empty stadium in Milan. It sounds like this was really and truly a great uh, change as to the normal atmosphere that the Eintracht is seeing in the Europa-Pokal. Now, okay. Dean, uh, I'd like to kind of, uh, thank you for coming on to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, we've been thank hoping you. to uh, have you on for a great length of time, uh, journalists such as yourself. But where can uh, our listeners find your uh, media work out there, In uh, you know, whether it be on social media or just in t- the traditional sense?
1: yeah on social media i'm a very um, i'm a fan of instagram so you can see some videos of my work on instagram and there i am called the it's a german word it's the rasende reporterin it means mm-hmm. i'm a reporter who is always on the run <laughs> and um there you can find me and on my facebook page i have uh, some articles uh, from my work for the newspaper. I'm working for a newspaper in Wiesbaden and Mainz. And um, yeah, there you can find me or you can uh, straightly go to the um, website from the Wiesbadener Kubia. That's my home <laughs> newspaper. And um, also, I think that's a bit easier for you uh, to understand. I'm also a reporter for sgeforever.de. That's an online magazine with content all around Eintracht Frankfurt and that's um there I'm one of the main reporters and there you can find some articles for me
0: all right thank you Nadine for joining hey Eintracht Frankfurt and thank everyone give her a definite follow because uh, she's pumps out some great stuff <laughs> even if you just speak the English language uh, you can definitely tell uh everything that is being uh kind of uh put out there Excellent stuff. Thank you again, Nadine. And again, we'd like to thank Nadine Peter for joining us on Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, taking a look back at what's going on with Eintracht in addition to the match against Strasbourg. So we have a visit to Leipzig to play a certain team out there that shall uh, remain nameless. (laughs) Needless to say, uh, Eintracht could sure use a win coming after this match, and knowing that uh, in less than a week's time, they'll be facing off against Strasbourg yet again, uh, this coming Thursday at the Volk Stadion. so, um, got a lot going on for the Eintracht, needless to say, not a big deal at all, just saying. Uh, so yeah, now it is, uh, prediction time, uh, we will kinda of put out our predictions on, uh, Facebook and on, uh, Twitter for the entire crew. And I will uh, stick my neck out into the jumping block per se. And say that the Eintracht will come away with a 1-1 draw. Uh, let's hope that this time uh, my prediction comes a little bit more true than the last 1-1 draw. Just saying. So with that all being said. Let's close this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, with uh, Where you can find us on social media. Myself at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter at hefpod. Pod. Uh, email the show. That is heyintract at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash H E F Pod for all the latest news and on the Eintracht and in the English language. So from all of us here at Hey Iintrakt Frankfurt, tschüss.